0: What's happening, weirdos? This week on You Made It Weird is the incredible Chelsea Handler. Here's a little taste.
1: I wasn't ever a people pleaser, and I have never have been because I also just can't be inauthentic. I can't be fake. Even if I don't like someone and I'm talking to them, everyone will know that I don't like that person. Even if I'm smiling and trying to pretend, I cannot
0: be You seem like that kind of person. You actually remind me a lot of my best friend in college. Her name's Jamie, and she was that way, and I just couldn't be more tickled hanging out with her cuz if she didn't like somebody it was like right on her face. Yes,
1: but it's very it's cuz I have no I have no bluff like
0: Yeah. So it's also parts.
1: inconvenient, you know <laughs> what I mean, for people and their feelings.
0: I've been uh wanting to have Chelsea on the podcast for a very very long time and I'm very very excited that she's here and I'm excited for you guys to hear it. If you guys listen to the We Made It Weirds, which are me and Val every Friday, you know that I was quite taken (laughs) with Chelsea. We were laughing about just how impressed I was with her. She's funny. She's sharp. She's interesting. And you're going to hear all of that right now. Uh, Check out her Netflix special. It's called Revolution. Revolution. It's on uh, Netflix, which is a website and an app. Wetnetflix.com, net check it out also if you'd like to see me uh do stand up i just added a whole new bunch of tour dates and they are all at peteholmes.com. atlanta charlotte uh, washington dc vancouver grand rapids san diego new orleans dallas houston milwaukee madison royal oak michigan oh wow oh yeah that's uh gilda's uh laugh fest uh in grand rapids um or near grand rapids i guess Minneapolis, New York, New York, and uh, Ridgefield, Connecticut. So those are all at PeteHolmes.com. Hope you can come out. Uh, This episode is brought to us by what I'm currently wearing right now. This is absolutely a life changing uh, piece of technology. This is my Apollo Neuro. For those of you listening, you can't see it, but it basically looks like a, uh, a wristwatch that I basically, basically, heavy on the basicallys in the intro. Have it on the inside of my wrist but it's not a, it's not a watch it's uh what is it it's a piece of wearable tech you guys hear about this wearable tech going around apollo neuro is basically like a wearable hug for your nervous system what does that mean it means currently right now i have it on a setting called rebuild and recover and it's delivering directly into my nervous system in a language that my nervous system can understand gentle uh, almost subperceptual vibration, meaning it's not something I notice. It's just kind of running throughout my day, but it's delivering vibrations that are received to my system as a message. In this case, to. Rebuild to recover after a long day and a lot of physical activity. It's been shown to help with recovery, but that's not it. It also helps with energy and waking up. It helps with being social and open, which is a great setting for creative work. In fact, when I'm wearing it, which is every episode on this podcast, I'm rocking it on social and open, clear and focused. Has been shown clinically to help people with uh, procrastination, focused uh, all the symptoms of ADHD that we're all familiar with. Uh, meditation and mindfulness. It helps you get deeper in your meditation practice just by lulling you into a more calm state, basically giving your body the sensation that it's being held, which is incredible. At night, I put it on relax and unwind. That's what I have it on when I'm watching a TV or reading a book at the end of the night. Helps me fall asleep faster. And also the sleep and renew. If all this thing did was help me fall asleep and stay asleep with no, you know, not a pharmaceutical, no drug, nothing like that, it would be worth it. I'd already be singing its praises, but it does all of those things. My favorite thing about it, is if I get up in the middle of the night, use the bathroom or something, come back in bed, my brain starts going like, okay, what do we got tomorrow? What are we gonna do? It starts worrying. I, I hit the two buttons on this, no need to go on your phone or anything. It reruns the last program, Sleep and Renew runs again, and it gently lulls me back to sleep. Sometimes I describe it like if you're, if someone's patting you like this, like at a rhythm, and then they slow down the rhythm that physical touch can tell your nervous system it's safe it is not in danger it's okay to go to sleep or it's okay to meditate or in the in the opposite it can get your heartbeat going the energy and wake-up setting is like drinking an espresso but you don't have to get any chemical nothing like caffeine in your system and you'll still get that jolt of energy so it is a wearable that helps you recover from stress, helps you use touch therapy to feel safe and in control. I wear it on my wrist. You can also wear it on your ankle soothing vibrations that train your nervous system to recover and rebalance after stress. I always say this, but it is not woo woo. It's not sold in crystal shops. It was designed by a neuroscientist and a board certified psychiatrist who have been studying the impacts of chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years. And Apollo's effect on stress, sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real world studies. And there's always more coming in. I'm in touch with these guys and they're always sending me new studies, more data that shows that this works. In fact, on the road, it's really nice. I meet more and more weirdos that are wearing them and they say, thank you for introducing me to the Apollo. That is why I'm so glad to be working with them and why grateful to have them to bring us this episode. You can give it a try or give it as a gift. We've given away, I think at least 10 of them as a gift. So go to apolloneuro.com slash weird. You'll get 10% off and it means so much. It shows support of this podcast. A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O.com slash weird. 10% off and feel a little bit more in control, a little bit safer, a little bit more relaxed or energized, whatever you needed to do. It's like finding the fuse box to your body. So give it a try. And in the meantime, hope to see you on the road. Go to pdomes.com. Check out Chelsea's uh, latest special, Revolution, on Netflix and enjoy... This wonderful chat. Get into it. Excuse me. Oh, oh, oh viral video. Oh, oh, no. I don't know how that happened.
1: Is, guys. is that
0: fun? Is it fun to just, I mean, I always say to my, to Val, my wife, I was like, I would have loved to have been like a big, sexy, broad,
1: a big breasted, a like big a breasted bosom. broad.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I dated a big, buxom lady who yeah. was very sexy. Like wherever yeah. we went, she got kind of like comments, and and I was like, that looks so. It looked like it looked like stand up comedy became a person. It was like the look at me body.
1: Yeah, like a Betty Boot body.
0: A Betty Boot like body. A
1: curvaceous body.
0: A curvaceous sort of. I don't all bodies are beautiful obviously but some are more rare so this was like just kind of like mm. seeing like a puma yeah you turn this off katie just like seeing something so and i used well, to be you don't like like
1: hot air blowing on you while you're talking to somebody with i a have microphone.
0: enough blown at me from this direction two camera
1: oh my god hi you guys i didn't even see you guys standing there two yeah
0: there are three thin men
1: how exciting <laughs>
0: cyclopses
1: I love a cyclops. I was
0: going to say black cyclopses because they are colored black, but I didn't want to get in trouble.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can't say you black. You can say it. You could. I could say you black cyclops because right- I would actually be talking about a black cyclops. That's the difference.
0: Because you're, are you going
1: smarter? Smarter? Wait, what were you going to say?
0: Senile. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought maybe you were losing your mind.
1: <laughs> um, no, I am. I am losing my mind. Thank you. I am senile, and I mean I've already forgotten more than most people will ever experience. That's right. And I don't, I mean, I meet people and I'm just like, hello, nice to meet you. And then I, oh, and then they're like, we've met like four or five times. And I'm like, exactly. That's why I said, nice to see you. That's what I say now to anyone, even if it's a first meeting, you just say, nice to see you, even though that sounds stupid.
0: I think I met you IRL, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm ready to be embarrassed, in Montreal, Because I think I would have remembered. This past Montreal. This this past Montreal. Yeah, yeah, I know. And we were comics, so we went right into it. And that felt totally organic. Organic. Yes. Am I pitching like, a back series? Back it up, back
1: it up. Back are you at up. air one right now? Yep. Okay, well, get out. The only place you get can get real, truly, raw cashes, truly raw
0: cashews, truly raw. Most raw cashews are steamed, Chelsea. Don't act like you don't I care. Can I just tell you that don't act like you didn't like that tip. When
1: you asked me to do your podcast and I looked at my calendar today. This is a podcast? Yeah, I don't know what this is. <laughs> but I looked at my calendar today to see what was up, right? Yes. So I was coming over here. I go, I bet Pete Holmes lives exactly where you live. Is that right? Exactly. Can
0: I ask, do you live near? here because i went on a hike once and i thought i saw
1: you no i hate hiking i don't like snakes
0: it wasn't that kind of hike it was i don't like
1: hikes what else you got
0: it was a hill it was just a hill it was like a hilly area i
1: like to ski down hills but i wouldn't be walking up one
0: that's where we're different because i'm very tall Uh, you're tall for a lady
1: for a lady that's what i'm
0: saying i'll get canceled for that why are
1: you (laughs) i have a certain understanding of how tall ladies (laughs) are i am not allowed to mention
0: ladies (laughs) why are you even talking (laughs) about height pete Keep our hide out, your Mouth, yes. I said, yo, this is going t- terrible.
1: Oh wow, yeah.
0: All people, all different. I have a people question for you.
1: Yeah. Are you religious?
0: I'm. Yeah, it's about to get annoying. A religious
1: adjacent? I'm or... not
0: religious at all. Sleeping in that Sunday, if that's what you mean.
1: Okay. Because well, because when Taylor t- Tomlinson, T-Toms, when she brought you up, or when you gave her her presented her with her award this yes. summer in I Montreal. Yes, that's what I we was were presenting doing. Amy with her yeah. award, and you were presenting Taylor. Yeah. And I felt like there was some sort of religious connection between there the two of you.
0: And I think that's why they picked me. And when, it, when Taylor was in the newspaper, the New York Times, the Post, I don't know what, the Journal,
1: uh-huh. who knows? Right, okay.
0: Uh, linings the for Wall bird Street. cages.
1: The Wall Street <laughs> Journal yeah. is that what paper I'm, I'm you're referring on to? <laughs>
0: big media. I just don't remember which one it is. Is what I'm joking. I think it was it, the Times. I,
1: okay, I think it was. I think I know exactly the article, and I think it was the New York Times. They wrote a really nice review uh, about her stand-up, right?
0: Maybe, uh, but there's also been just like profiles about her her religiousness, and I've often because of this podcast and because of the first time she came on, we talked at length about her growing up. Sort of fundamentalist that that I I was called into comment for that, and because that association has been made, that I'm—I don't know what I am, but an acolyte. I'm an acolyte. I'm like a like a festering sort of virus that
1: sees who isn't. I mean, there are a lot of viruses going around, and people's viral loads are way up.
0: It's true, and I just yeah, there's something to be done with loads, but we're gonna leave it alone. So
1: you're not religious.
0: I'm spiritual. Okay. Would I, I mean.
1: Are you, I'm spiritual too. Are okay. you spiritual? Like, are What if you, I was like, really? Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> like the condescending.
0: You, you could be. Zero. Cause that's how I would grow up. I would grow up thinking that if you said duty and caca that you couldn't love. Or have some sort of understanding of a perspective of the universe.
1: Oh, okay. You understand? So, yeah. So the
0: fact that I'm religious would be confusing to uh, young people. Uh, uh, so that's kind of what I was riffing on.
1: Oh, I see. Okay, copy that.
0: But we always talk about that, so we're going to get into your Mormon and your Judaism. Okay, great. But you're you're not religious. You're spiritual.
1: I would say I'm spiritual. Yeah. As probably as spiritual as I. Well, no. I mean, I get more and more as I get older. I understand it. I, I get. I have a better grasp on like vibes and energy and like yeah, you know yeah. being like decent and decency
0: sorry chelsea you're just, you just you look like a sleuth in a in a noir movie do you want me
1: to put a hat on or a bag Could over you my put head a
0: huge sun hat what if i on? hold
1: this in front of my face while would i would you
0: wear a floppy sun hat or perhaps that is a great sweater do
1: you think i'm gonna get it should i be wearing sunblock in this room
0: do you have any you I mean don't. your foundation just doesn't have would, like an I spf don't. 12 in it
1: it probably does, but I'm not sure that I put foundation on today. I would to be do quite it down honest.
0: the way you the way you just had it. Uh, Should I put my
1: sunglasses on?
0: Oh my god, you actually just, look kind of cool.
1: I want to just be accommodating. I mean, I'm not really concerned with how I look, so don't worry about okay. it.
0: Okay, is it not in your eyes?
1: No, well, it is now. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, there go. That's You look better. like Cindy
0: Crawford in like an 80s Pepsi commercial. Oh, you
1: know what? Like, that's remember when really... Venetian
0: Blinds? Yeah. yeah, it just went right to your heart, didn't it? Yeah, I?
1: that did. That right? really warmed me up. Yes.
0: Are you JKing right now? Because nothing was more No, I more think that's important. a big
1: compliment. Yeah. I, and I, I'll take it. Yes. Yeah.
0: But also in the 80s, to extend the riff, Venetian Blinds and Light coming through them was like, like Richard Gere... Looking out a window, Venetian blinds on his mm-hmm. face. Yeah. We couldn't get enough of that.
1: People still seem to have Venetian blinds in, in special spit situations, and they should be recalled. <laughs> you know? What
0: do you mean, in media?
1: No, just in places, in just like they're right this, here. This is wrong. They're happening right now as we're talking. So you're not the only person that hasn't gotten the memo about the 80s. We
0: got to get rid of them. And
1: you actually have gotten the memo, and you and still yet, have that. You know
0: why? We always record this podcast at 11 a.m. Oh. We moved it to old 330 for Guess Who?
1: Oh, my God. That's so that was so thoughtful and accommodating.
0: Well, no, Thank you're you. thoughtful and accommodating for being here.
1: Thank you. And we're thrilled. Great. And
0: so are the two ladies in that house that we went right around. Good. This ain't a meet and greet.
1: No. This ain't a meet not. and greet. It's not. Fucking beat great. it. This is the meet and greet right now. This
0: happens. is the meet and yeah. greet. Yeah. This, meet, this is the and meet and
1: greet. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's what's gonna happen. I won't even talk to her. Look,
0: don't talk to Katie. She just
1: keeps looking down.
0: She's just so nervous right now. But they were very excited, and I'm well, very excited very nice. that you're here. That's nice. I love that. Yeah, why wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, who wouldn't like that?
0: Let me tell you a couple. You did a great job. I thought we both did a great job. If I could. In a shit situation. It was eleven AM in Montreal and we had to do an award oh, show. No, and you did had a to bring job. up Amy. He, Amy did great. Taylor Jay did great. Taylor was great. Yeah. did great. Mm, yeah. And and I did great. I'm gonna throw myself you in the did. mix. You
1: did do great. Me persona. You know who didn't do great? Robbie Pra. Robbie I can't Prah, say this.
0: I don't have any Netflix specials.
1: Robbie, well Robbie, Robbie and, was and I discussed it on our last phone call. Actually, Loved it. He said, because he said something about Gerard uh, hosting the Globe since I, I was hosting the Critics' Choice Awards. Yes. And then he said something. I said, well, remember your speech in Montreal? And Robbie goes, yeah, I feel like everyone remembers that and not in a good way.
0: I would okay. That's hilarious. I <laughs> didn't
1: say that verbatim, but that's the the message. See, <laughs> so you've gone into
0: a riff zone that I can't follow you because Ro- Robbie Pryor is the comedy booker for Netflix,
1: I love Robbie, and
0: you're, I know you do. But you're all over Netflix, and you, and I'm friends with Robbie, but I can't make fun of his speech at Montreal right, because right. you know Old Holmes he's going to cross his desk uh, and he well, smashes it like a whack-a-mole because uh, I riffed on a podcast.
1: Oh yeah, think well, big. put it on me. Put it on me, Robbie. It's on me. <laughs> We I'll will. email him when we leave here and say, make sure you don't listen to this episode of Pete Holmes' podcast.
0: Maybe that thing, Chelsea.
1: What's in? The, what are you worried oh, put about? put that Batman
0: poster. But wait,
1: what are you worried about? The light in my eyes. Yeah, you, you look I sort feel, of like,
0: uh, like like we're okay. we're lighting you to be a villain. in okay, a movie Okay. Yeah. What I
1: mean. Well, we don't need that. That's I'm already it. a big villain.
0: You. Can I ask? Were you always? This is our first question. Are you excited? No.
1: You done. seem excited.
0: I'm excited that you just did that perfect delivery of no. <laughs> it was perfect. What if you had been like, hey, that would have been so disappointing.
1: Well, not if I was really feeling that way. That's true. That would be cute, I guess.
0: This is for you if you want it. It's a is it a popper? Drink. It's a popper. I know you like drags. So you...
1: <laughs> what is it?
0: It's magic mine. It's it just the drink. You have a water there and that's magic mine. It's got a little matcha in it and it helps you think. I just had one. I love it. I love fun. Shake it up first. There's steps. And then just shoot it.
1: Is that how you take a sip of something?
0: No, you shoot it. Okay. This well, is if I sip, I'd go like this. This is shoot. That was mouth. What you just did was mouthwash. You're all over the mimes. It's good. You're gonna love how you feel mm. in about ten minutes. Okay. It, great. Sounds, it sounds like I just gave you Molly. Did you
1: make this yourself?
0: It does look like I made it with little a funnel in my kitchen. Okay,
1: I don't have my mic in my hand. I forgot I was on a podcast. Yes, yeah, sweetie. Where, where do I discard this? Throw it this? at Katie. I know I'm, I'm not going to
0: do that. It's neotropics, adaptogens. I
1: might need to snort the rest of it later.
0: And matcha, and you're going to love it. And if you want some, I'll give you a case. Uh, here's my first question. Were you always, did you, how quickly did you figure out that you are at your best not being fake at all? Like no, not an ounce of fake and not like placating. You know what I mean? Like when I started doing comedy, I was like, what do you guys want to do? Did you figure that out quickly? Hot question.
1: Hmm. It's an interesting question.
0: I, I think I prefer hot question. Okay, yeah, well, like kind you of like a say that low say. energy, interesting <laughs> At- <laughs> question is also acceptable.
1: I think I just um I don't know really if I I'm not a people pleaser. Like I like to do my job and be professional, but I don't need everyone to like like me. And I don't have that. I feel like you have to assume some people are always going to dislike you. So anyone who does like you in the first place is icing on the cake. Like I've always looked at it that way. So I never went through a phase. Wait, wait. say that
0: again. The people that are going to like you are going to like you anyway. And if other people like you, that's just a bonus.
1: Well, like, no, there's always going to be people that really don't like you. That's an, that's a guarantee. I I see. So if you don't have that and everyone likes you, then you're so boring anyway. So I always just kind of was like, it doesn't matter if people don't like me. Just focus on the people that do. <laughs> so I wasn't ever a people pleaser. And I never have been because I also just can't be inauthentic. I can't be fake. Even if I don't like someone and I'm talking to them, everyone will know that I don't like that person. Even if I'm smiling and trying to pretend, I cannot
0: You be seem fake. like that kind of person. You actually remind me a lot of my best friend in college. Her name's Jamie. And she was that way. And I just couldn't be more tickled hanging out with her cuz if she didn't like somebody it was like right on her face.
1: Yes, but it's very it's cuz I have no I have no bluff like
0: Yeah. So it's also is.
1: inconvenient, you know <laughs> what I mean, for people and their feelings.
0: But not for your career. It's it's never gotten you in trouble, has it?
1: Well, no. I mean, sure. I mean, not that I can think of, but I'm sure it has gotten me in trouble. Yeah, because I used to like fly off the handle about things too in in my in like reactivity and everything, and in my like no bullshit zone, but then I had to modulate that over time, learning that that's not an effective tool when you're you no know, you know for forever it's childish, so you had
0: to put a cap on it, yeah, you so I had to like it. be a
1: little bit more of an adult in my life, but that's the one thing that I can't ever change is. If I you know, you can tell what I'm thinking about everybody when I'm looking at them and that there's nothing I can do about it. Right. I've tried. And
0: that's so that's why there wasn't a phase where you like figured out that you could be. I think that's probably why you're so successful. And I mean, this is a compliment is you're just being yourself.
1: Yo, definitely I'm not playing any character right? and everyone knows who, like all the people that do love me, like that's why they're here, you know? So right, right. I know what I'm serving up. Like it's, it's really just me telling my story as I go through it. When I went through one night stands and wanted to write a book about that, I wrote about that. When I went to do ayahuasca, I did a book and a documentary about that. Like I'm always telling people what I'm up to. Yeah. There is no mystique or intrigue. Like I'm not in on side, you know, Right, doing up to some weird shit. I'm. No
0: what does it feel okay this this is a leading question because i catch myself different from you i bring my weird stories to the stage and then they laugh and then it's almost like it makes me feel better i go like oh good it's like i'm not alone people know how i'm feeling and stuff but it doesn't seem that doesn't seem to be your relationship it's not like let me tell you about this time because i feel weird about it oh i shouldn't feel weird about it because we're all together you're just going like it's more confident, it seems. Well,
1: it's more like my, my, my life is always a mess, and the situations I'm in are ridiculous. Always. <laughs> Regardless of where I, I will find trouble. And it's is and that, I, is that true, your whole life, yes. Everywhere I go from the minute I was born, I'm just like a trouble magnet. <laughs> so, or, or not trouble, like just ridiculousness, yeah. You know, like, uh, I, like this summer or when COVID happened, I rented this house in Maine and I had invited a bunch of different friends to come through for like I rented it for like a month, and my sister and my brother came up, and you know, like halfway through. The the trip, we're like at Kenny Bunkport playing pickleball with George Bush, the George W. Bush, the president. And I'm like, I'm high as a kite. I had taken two edibles. My back was out and I was being wheeled around there. Kenny Bunkport thing on this. Chair that I had to travel with because I had like slipped a disc in my back. And I am so- I'm picturing
0: a high back wheelchair. uh, Yes, like a
1: director's chair, but like, and being carried. And we're sitting there playing pickleball and I told Barbara, George Bush's daughter, you know, I'm like, sissy. I call her sissy. She calls me sissy. And because we've known each other and she- I also call her sissy. Yeah, and she calls you sissy also. And she said- she was like, You have to come over and play, you know, pickleball at Kenny Buckboard. I was like, Sissy, no, I can't see your father. I'm like, I can't do that. Like, I won't be able to control myself. Another example of me not being able to. I go, yeah. I will have to I, I don't want to be rude to someone in their own house or on their own compound. Yeah. I, you know I can't do it. And then of course we get there. He's as charming as anyone could ever be. Right. And I'm just like, you guys, we have to get out of here. I cannot be seen with this level of a Republican. I'm like, wow. we have to go. Yes. My family. And it was just this, And then he's showing me his artwork and I have my sunglasses on because I had taken like a really strong edible and he's like sh- going up I'm um, following up the stairs and He's like, look at this painting look at this painting and I'm like and he goes can you take your sunglasses off and I'm like I'm under the influence of cannabis and I cannot take you them told off him? yeah I had to that's like 10 million cops I know well, no, well he's not kidding like he probably he's trying to be cool so he's like yeah you cannabis it's, yeah, it's, yeah he knows what's up He's sober. So he had a good time once. And then uh, I, I take... I, That's what sober means?
0: Had a good yeah, time.
1: Yeah, you used to be fun. And so then he takes his glasses off like this, and I, or I take my glasses off and like look at his artwork. And I was like, I, I didn't know what to say. I'm a Philistine when it comes to like, you know, yes, paintings. Yes,
0: and, Just say brush strokes, <coughs> but yes.
1: And I said, <laughs> I just looked at the picture and said, wow, the paint is so thick. Okay. And that was like, okay, I gotta get the fuck out of here Peace. now. That is it. I know. I mean it was ridiculous. I was like, great. And then we're driving home, my brother goes, <laughs> The vein is so thick My brother's like God, it goes, oh stuff like this only happens when you're around. I'm like, obviously, Roy, what do you think? You're gonna end up at George Bush's house.
0: That's fair. But that's I fair.
1: mean, I also uh Roy yeah, so know. it's always stuff like that. I mean, that's a that's a big high a big profile one. example, but things like that are always happening. And I'm, you know, that's what I write books about and do my stand-up about, and everything is about my self-deprecating lifestyle
0: you're so right i i just said to val the other night i was like i forgot that there's like it's almost essential to keep some self-deprecation in in your in your stand-up
1: some i think more than some
0: yeah i hear you and i just forgot it was one of the spices it's it's something i've been doing it 20 years now and it's just kind of like it's too (laughs) much of a foregone conclusion that you should do well and it becomes almost like a monster then you're like wait We got into this because I wore like button down rayon shirts. I was always blushing and I had wet hands. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that's why I I started it. So, why are you acting like something else Mm -hmm. just because people come and see you? Like, remember that. Yeah. Keep a tether to it. But I
1: guess it's also different styles of comedy, too. Not everybody is self deprecating, you know? A lot of people are observationalists, and then that's about other people always. But I yeah, I'm very self-women need cotton balls. Men don't
0: need cotton balls. Is that an it's impersonation
1: real... of who? That was
0: Bill Cosby. Oh okay. yeah. copy. Sorry.
1: Yeah. I'm in jail now. Uh-huh. What's the deal with the
0: bars? They're always horizontal, makes me look fat. That
1: Can sounds get... just like Bill Cosby. It is. Yeah, like a Jewish, like a Jewish... Yeah. almost What's the deal with Claire? It's almost like a black She speaks Spanish. It's never really explained. It's almost like a black Seinfeld. Theo, get in here okay ordinary people okay i'm getting it now (laughs) yeah i'm good i got it consider it gotten
0: (laughs) let's unpack that george w a little bit Mm. just a little bit because you are um a coastal elite liberal (laughs) i'm
1: just kidding (laughs) yeah but you're not a republican no i'm not
0: and I'm also a coastal elite liberal, but mm. I did expect you to laugh at that and you just were like, yes, I
1: am. Oh, well, that's what I am. Yeah, no, That's it's what true. I've always wanted to become was a coastal elite liberal.
0: <laughs> Can I also just say, I think I told you this when I saw you. You did that video for the RNDC <laughs> and it killed.
1: No, did it? At a
0: show that nobody- I thought that
1: show, I heard bad reviews. It's so funny. We were supposed to do this event together. Yes. And Well,
0: we've unpacked it a little bit on the show. It, it just went sideways. It was just not an easy gig. But it was I was in DC. And you sent a video.
1: And I was going to fly back. And then like the day before, I was looking at my calendar, just like I was looking at it today yes. to see that I was kind of, to guess yes. where you lived. Yes. And I was looking at my calendar and I was like, there's no way, this makes no fucking sense. I'm flying back to LA to do a charity event, like yeah. to come back yeah. to DC tomorrow. Right. So so then I bagged on it and I also, did. Also
0: an event for the environment and flying across the yeah. country two times. Well, that
1: was my opening joke. It's well, like, that's you'll what never I... believe how I got here.
0: Perfect. But the joke that you did do in the video. So the, again, I should have been more self-deprecating at that night. A lot of nights I look back and I'm like, oh, I should have just gone more low status. And you kind of went at that in this very charming way. Oh, well, thank you. you. Yeah, it was it was incredibly right on tone for you not being there which is a pretty good skill big compliment yeah to prophetically go like i think i know what it'll be so it's all these big wigs and then it's a it's a thing for julia louis dreyfus and it's a thing for the environment Mm. and you made this perfect joke about um because of course none of us ever fly private and then you went (laughs) and i was like it was right there Two things. I was like, one, write material for the event because that that's a much safer way to score, and also, you know, play to the audience. Well, thank you. Yeah, you did. You did a great job. Let's unpack the coastal elite. Okay. liberal. I'm just, I'm with you. Um, I had my issues with W. Bush as, as well, like like we all, like a lot of liberals did. And when you meet people, I know
1: it's so annoying.
0: I'm just interested in the separation between think- the office and the man because. He, I, I'm going to load you with this and then I'm going to stop talking, but it's like he is sort of playing a character in the same way that a judge is playing a character. I know he's still making choices, but he's almost like making the choices through the filter, or he's supposed to make the choices through the filter of his party and his and his uh, cabinet and all that sort of stuff and and what it means to be the president. So then when you meet him and he's just a guy eating a ham sandwich, it's almost not like meeting the president. Does that make any sense?
1: Yeah, I can hear what I see what you're saying. I mean, also, I mean, there's a million ways to justify that reaction. Like for you know, I don't think George W. Bush was necessarily in charge of that much when he was running things. It feels like Dick Cheney was yeah. yeah. Maybe we should see it together again because I think that it he I mean, that's a just that's me justifying it, but I also yeah. Like, it's over and done, you know, It's my attitude, like, when I was there. I mean, I, I resisted going there, but then I was, like, you know, in my intellectual brain instead of my emotional one. I was, yeah. like, what? Like, it was before the 2020 election, so my whole thing was, like, if I'm here, I have to say something to him about Donald Trump. Like, I have to tell him that he needs to be outspoken, because it was at a time where no re- big Republicans would speak out against him. Yeah, what was and I happen? was, like, I can make, I'm going to at least try. Yeah. Um, but
0: you didn't do it. You just ate two edibles uh
1: well i did <laughs> it got later a I,
0: hard cut the pain is so i didn't thick. do it no i
1: didn't do it i emailed but, i emailed one of the girls after and asked them to do it with to, to ask him to make a public statement and they said he, you know that wasn't gonna happen
0: why are you friends with barbara oh
1: I, I don't know i've just met her over the years uh, jenna and barbara uh like at different events and i just love that i like twins. You just I'm like just twins. I'm just fascinated by it. Yeah. What is
0: this? A Coors Light commercial?
1: Uh, yeah. Just like twins, <laughs> like football, twin grilling. I like twin girls. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> That's the only Which type. Was always. A... And they have to be the daughters of a former president. Yes. And then it's like the, It's like a dentine uh, commercial for me. Although twins are fun. I think twins are fascinating. I'm very curious about twins.
0: Well, there's, it, we were, I was talking about the girl that had stand-up body. Twins is also like celebrity <laughs> body. Because I when I walk around with the Sklar brothers, they literally get recognized twice as often as any of us. Because there's two of them. You see Randy, you're like, is that the guy from Monorage? Then you see Jason, you're like, ah, it was the guy from Monorage. There's, there's yeah. two chances. Yeah, Two funny. chances. It sounded like a bit. Not a bit. These are fresh. Yeah. I'm at the grill fresh for you.
1: Okay. I didn't even see the grill, so I'm glad that you pointed it out.
0: I love it and I need it. Um, well, I don't know what I, what to talk about now.
1: Okay. Well, do you want to talk about... Uh, no, nope,
0: I got it. Okay. What did you have?
1: Oh, I was going to say climate change.
0: <laughs> we could. I mean... But that's
1: not fun. Let's not talk fun. about something fun.
0: You want to hear my bit about climate change? Sure. I go, are, there, are there the scientists that are predicting that the world's going to end in like 10 years, do they still floss? It never works. It never works.
1: No. I can see why. That's she not- hates it. A- yeah. You kept it real. Because floss is like, no.
0: What would you say?
1: It would be like...
0: Do they live in Barbados? Do they eat Entenmann's every day? I would day? have
1: to think about that one.
0: You'd have to work on it? Yeah, yeah. Well, floss is the one to beat. Okay. Here's my question. What does it feel like for you to not be real in the times that you have to suppress it? Oh,
1: thing? I don't like that feeling. Incredibly I don't painful. like being fake at all. I don't like... Uh, Where did
0: like, you get this? Where did you get this confidence? It's Where not did you get confident. This
1: that's has that, that that's not confident.
0: I think it is. Is it being like the you insisting on being yourself at any cost? Well, I, think I also don't, don't sounds like, like ass something Winston Churchill. Would I don't like say. ass
1: kissing. Like that's another, like Winston Churchill.
0: I'd rather die than kiss Adolf
1: Hitler's ass. But I don't it. want anyone <laughs> kissing my ass either. Like sure. I don't like that. Like so it's in an obsequious way. Like I like when people are respectful, but I don't like when somebody's like blowing smoke up my ass. I have no tolerance for that. And I what don't about
0: a will you cut in front of the line to take a table at a restaurant?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I will I'll do that. Uh, hello. Not a line. I mean, I'll call ahead and say, you know, get a reservation. No,
0: that's not the situation. Here's the situation. Moshe Kasher and Natasha Leggero are waiting in a minute. And and I cut them. You walk in and they go, "Yeah, Miss Handler." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they remove Moshe's drink from the table. Especially
1: them. I'd cut them twice. Those two, (laughs) for sure. And they know what I'm talking about.
0: (laughs) What if it's a person that's a fan?
1: In front of their table, yeah.
0: You walk into the restaurant, and What's, this person is like, uh-huh. Oh, so nice to meet you, Chelsea. It is our 15th wedding anniversary. No, we've no, met. no, 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 and no, then they no, go, Not if it's not no, okay, no, I wouldn't do that. So, as soon as they're human, it's like naming a lobster. No, if they
1: have an anniversary, well,
0: you can't boil a lobster you named, is, is what we're saying.
1: Well, I don't know, I've never had a lobster for long enough to like Name even it. find it. Yeah, I'm not gonna house a lobster, but well, you
0: understand. Good use of house. Thank you. But as soon as you name a lobster, you can't boil boil Larry. I
1: would. I would boil Larry. You would? Yeah. Who cares? Really? Yeah. If I named a lobster, I would have no problem eating that lobster. Really? Naming it. Going,
0: this is a delicious Larry.
1: Yeah. And then shooting it with like a handgun to kill it. Is that how you kill lobster?
0: Yeah. It's better than boiling it alive. It seems
1: like the quickest way to get a lobster is to shoot it.
0: Shoot it. You could shoot it in that middle part where all the green gunk is. Nobody likes that.
1: I think that's their asshole. The
0: asshole is in the middle, which is Yo <laughs> <laughs> well, middle asshole. The
1: green stuff is, isn't that their be You know, I I believe it is. So wherever that that's their intestine, then and then their asshole, I guess it's you're Shadoobie. saying is not in the middle of their body; it's on well, the end.
0: Well, you know, maybe it's like us. Like my poop is like around here too. I and think that's it where works its way Yeah, because when it?
1: you open a lobster, it's Centralized, I, like I saw a centrifuge.
0: You on hot ones, and you eat a centrifuge. Yeah, a very centrifuge. Nice. <laughs> a very nice, a <laughs> scent s c e n t, because it's their poop. A centrifuge. <laughs> I saw you on hot ones, and you, like me, will eat the cartilage off a bone. And oh, my yeah. mom I'm will gross. rip the legs off a lobster and suck them. Oh. Because she's a first generation Lithuanian. You don't throw that. Oh, sweet are you Lithuanian? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. nice.
1: Where are you? Um, just like Russian, Polish, and German.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: Nothing too exciting happening over here. Yeah, it's a
0: snooze. Mm. Well, I was going to mention that you got really sad when you found out that thing on the Ancestor show, but it's not that kind of show. Uh,
1: no, no. Do you want to talk about the Holocaust if we're not going to talk about climate change?
0: Yeah, that's a good shift.
1: That's okay. Good, I mean, that's a little bit more upbeat. Kind
0: of change a lane. We let's not talk about the Holocaust. We're leaving climate change. You pass ho- the Holocaust okay. in a lane, and now we're going into another lane, Okay, which was what it feels like to be fake. You hate being fake.
1: Okay, right. Yes,
0: and you I hate having your ass kicked, kissed, kissed,
1: kissed. I don't want to get my ass kicked either. Can I
0: just agree with you that the times when I was in a club, like in New York or or anywhere really, and they were really mean to me, like I have a memory mm-hmm. of them being very mean to me,
1: like the owners or the bookers or the other comics. Yeah,
0: yeah. This, I, the one that comes to mind is this place in Milwaukee. I just googled it. I wanted to see if it was still like still holding on to it. Like what oh, happened? Oh, really? To that what guy?
1: happened? Just like.
0: They used to put a gun on the table when they pay you. They scared us. Like it was just like a scary Ew, situation. Yeah, a gun. Yeah, oh.
1: they were. They
0: like they prided themselves to be like mafiosos. Oh
1: well, that's not. Yeah, and I
0: you'll hate. I think you'll hate this. I can't forecast climate change or how you'll feel. But I said to him because I, I was so kissy, because I was a, a year into comedy and he had a great club. I was like, such a great club. Thanks for oh. having me. And he was like, it's because when we walk him to the table, we go, you ready to laugh? Like, he, like, took credit for it, that he scared them. Right, 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 right. And it was like, it's not just the perfect acoustics and the location, it's you. Mm -hmm. Anyway, why did I bring that up? I don't
1: know. Uh, If I go back
0: to a club like that, and then they're nice to me, it actually makes me feel really sad. It's not angry. There's something about phoniness, or, like, why would human beings suddenly be nice because You've been on TV. Can you relate to that feeling, or is that not why you don't like having your ass kissed or kicked?
1: I mean, I like when people like have accolades or they're like fans of mine and they're sweet about it. I just don't want like. There's a way to say I'm a big fan of yours, and or I like you, you know, without kissing ass. Kissing ass is fake. It's always. It's just like uh, you can smell it from a mile away. That's why, like, comics who I guess you know try and play a persona. It's like they you have to really be that person to some degree. You know what I Facts. mean?
0: And pick your persona wisely. Yeah, like some make of them it suck.
1: connected or adjacent to the one you're already working with.
0: Facts. I see a lot of comics get stuck in their persona. We say that, I say, that, whenever stand-up comedy, I'm, it's one of my favorite pieces of advice I picked up along the way. It's like, pick one that's close to you because you don't want to get stuck until, like, what if what if you change? Or
1: don't pick a persona. Yeah,
0: there's a, it's even better.
1: But if you're going to pick a persona, then make it relatable to who you are or close to, to Find the
0: 70%. What is the 70% of your personality that shows up the most consistently? That's your persona.
1: Yeah, right, right. Like, I
0: believe Jerry Seinfeld really is like Theo. (laughs) Oh,
1: sorry. That's Zip, Zip, Do Kramer. Like, that's not. It's just. I was in love with Bill Cosby Cosby growing up. Yeah. I loved him. I wanted him to be my dad. Same. I wanted him, and he probably wanted to be my dad, too. I
0: Krasinski to camera one.
1: I just. I just was like, this is the life. These guys have the life. I wanted to be part of the Huxtable the, family. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, I just, when they would loved sing it. songs, it was just so idyllic. I know. And all the shows with their swinging doors for the kitchen. Like, I've never been I in know. anyone's house who really has a swinging door. I did
0: a multi cam and it had a swinging door and it well, made me course, emotional. I know. Because they have to, yeah. It's, it was probably the set from the neighborhood.
1: When I, I moved <laughs> to LA when I was 19 years old, I was like, thought I was moving on to the set of Three's Company. I was like, yes. come and knock on my door. You yes. know, like, I was, I was ready to live on the bike path and just roller skate everywhere wait
0: you could be like the susan yeah yeah and people say i look like john ritter so i'm just saying
1: oh you do look like john like ritter a high, and i have a happen. thigh master so there we go it's like basically done <laughs> we just have to get mr roper and mr furley actually Eddie i'm better i'm more into mr <laughs> roper than mr furley who was your preference
0: i'm trying to remember i think i like the the old guy
1: they're both old <laughs> Roper is Roper. older. Oh, Roper, yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 Mr. and Mrs. Roper. Mr. Furley that's was the one single.
0: Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I and didn't a flaming
1: homosexual.
0: Yeah, I, I, I was more about the couple that was so annoyed because I think I related to them. <laughs> Even as a child, I was like, I would hate these swinging singles.
1: <laughs> I don't want
0: them living together. Like I related it because I grew up religious.
1: Oh, yeah, right. Tell,
0: you mentioned Petey Asks. It's the name of the podcast. It's not. Is um, it
1: called Petey? No. Oh, God. I was like, that's oh, you embarrassing. Made it, you made it weird. What is it called? You made it weird. Oh,
0: is the name of the podcast? Oh, oh. Tell me about ayahuasca in a way that you didn't tell Stephen Colbert because that—that I mean, I need more. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: Um, I think you. Why I, did you do it? Well, I was filming a special for Netflix. I do a lot more things on camera than I would probably do if I wasn't being filmed. Yeah. Because it's you like wanted a novel stakes. idea. Well, it's like, it's cool to experience share. Like it's experiential. So I like that aspect and I like to be filmed doing things for the first time so that it's real reactions. Can I
0: ask why? What is the mission statement behind that?
1: To take people through something. Like you're doing it to show and demonstrate to people what it's like as a novice who has never done something before or even interviewing questions and like putting yourself in situations that other people you might like maybe aren't going to have the guts to do. I like mm. to do that because, mm-hmm. and and then it's 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 good to like be brave in that sense, to like go for And the for TV it. helps
0: you be brave, right?
1: Yeah. 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 I I feel the same way like about stand I wouldn't care so much about ayahuasca doing it, but I was curious enough, and I know that I have a good handle on, drugs like nothing's gonna overtake me you know what i mean like even ayahuasca no it wasn't going to i'm strong and i knew that <laughs> i mean drugs i have like i've done every drug there is and like you but know
0: is very my understanding it's like a channel changer like you go somewhere else yeah
1: you do definitely but isn't you're, that
0: wouldn't you call that overtaking
1: no It didn't because at any moment I could have stepped out of it. Like I I I was in control of the experience. It didn't take over where I was like, "Ah, I like you know I was like at any moment I could have stepped up, walked downstairs and and finished, which is exactly what I did when I got my message. I was very in control but my other girlfriend and my other a guy friend that came with me had a really different experience.
0: The Bush twins and,
1: and just, yeah, Laura and Barbara Bush. We all did ayahuasca in Peru together. We Facetime with George W. and uh, actually we skyped. Sorry, it was, this was before COVID, so we were skyping. Of course. And uh, yeah, so it was a. I think your. I think drug experiences all have to be. You know, they're all up here. People get really scared to do drugs, and if you're really scared, then you shouldn't do them.
0: But you're saying you have to remember there's no real danger.
1: Yeah, you have to remember that you are like... Other
0: than a psychic break. I mean, you could have
1: something. Yeah, you could if you're depressive. It,
0: it could trigger something. Yeah. Like and, if you and if have you,
1: any history of depression.
0: SSRIs too, we right, should also mention. Right, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. die on ayahuasca if, you, yeah. if you're on antidepressants. So
1: luckily, I don't have any of those issues. So you, that's actually...
0: So, okay, That it's almost teasing the spiritual thing. It's like you're remi- remembering... I would say that the spiritual journey is remembering that you're not in any danger here mm. as well. That's sort of mm-hmm. one of the tenants I think, for me.
1: Yeah, I would say that too. But I would also say that um, f- specific to ayahuasca, it's a commentary on an aspect of your life. Mm. It's not your whole life. And like it's, It was very specific. Was Mine was my relationship with one of my sisters, my older sister. And it, it was all about she, her, and me. And that was it. There was no other thing there. And it was just very focused on that. And then it changed our relationship forever because I realized well, I was being such a bitch. Really? Yeah. And then I was just wow, like, "Wow, you oh. must have been
0: a real bitch if ayahuasca, if Mother Ayahuasca was like, of all the things we could intervene." Yeah, you have we're to be going nicer to your sister. sister. It
1: was basically be nicer to your sister. <laughs> not
0: the secrets of the universe. It was like,
1: yeah, let's first start the of very all. bottom of the rung. They're like, listen, <laughs> step one, try not to be such a cunt. I'm like, what? Before what do you mean? Before we
0: get anywhere else, yes, yeah, yeah.
1: So, <laughs>
0: did it show you moments with your sister, like where you?
1: Yeah, it was a phantasmagoria of like this, like of. All these Tasman moments. Gloria, well just like an iPod shuffle of us on the beach. And, and, and my parents had the summer house in Martha's Vineyard and we would just be on our kayaks and she and I would run and chase each other up and down the beach. We were even wearing the same bathing suits we grew up wearing like when I was like four. Like
0: Ayahuasca got it, Yeah, you
1: right. like, the dog was there, a dog I hadn't thought about in 25 years. Wow. I was like, oh my God, there's Mutley. There's, And then like all the, car- all the scenes were real. And it was just like, it just kept flipping, flipping through all the scenes in our life. And there was like a voice in my head saying, you're not the same as her. You're Different. You have to love her. She doesn't want the things you want. You're mm. not right, and she's not right. She's your sister. You have to love her. Mm. And it was not very, everybody
0: wants the same thing.
1: Overwhelming, like yeah. an overwhelming amount of emotion. Yeah, where you're just crying, but you're happy and you're loving, and you just feel so loving. I honestly think the most important drug for everyone to do, if you can do drugs, is Molly, mm-hmm. because that changes the game too. People really ta- tap into something that they that you don't. That's not that easily. not as easily accessible without it. Yes. Like couples do therapy on Molly. That's
0: actually kind of a synchronicity for me. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll take even a low grade synchronicity because when I did Molly on our, it was either our honeymoon or we went back to where we honeymooned. We went one of the trips there and I took it and I had a very mild experience, meaning I wasn't like, we had done it both times we were there and the first time I remember jumping in the water and it felt like swimming in olive oil, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I was like, the water was like, And I could hold my breath a really long time. It was incredible. Like, I swam all the way to the bottom of the ocean. I was like, I know... It it wasn't that deep. But I was like, I know there's a lot of pressure on my head, but I can't feel it. And I was like, I felt like I could have stayed down there for an hour like I, <laughs> I was completely fearless and my sober observing mind was like no you need you to, to go up. up and yeah, I was like yeah, okay yeah. relax but that's my attitude the whole attitude towards all of my fear was like like this weird like kind of Woody Allen all these scandalized comedians but like a Woody Allen mm, you, you, you're gonna die it's like shut up yeah, like, everything's right. fine but you do have to keep an eye on that but the, the takeaway I got from that second trip which wasn't a big dose was um, people don't have to be like me which was sort of like your ayahuasca trip, like your sister doesn't have to be like you. What makes you happy doesn't make uh, your sister. Yeah, happy. yeah,
1: yeah, judgment.
0: Meaning, yeah, exactly. What what people don't have to be like me is saying, stop judging people. Yeah, yeah. Like who's to say you're the benchmark, you're the oh, arbiter. Oh, yeah, right,
1: exactly. You'll
0: stand in the center of the circle and, and call everyone else out for right. not being like you. But when you really hear that, it's like, it's the most simple thing, but it's like the biggest game changer in the world like one of the biggest game changers
1: yeah yeah as long as you're listening right
0: if you can hear it yeah,
1: yeah but i think in those under those circumstances i mean drugs are just phenomenal in the way that they can heal people and the way that they can build your awareness and perspective because it's not natural to be always thinking about the way other people are perceiving things that, you know we're yeah. so far up our own assholes for so yeah. many years until we actually decide oh I want to dig even further up my asshole and go to therapy because that's basically the irony of, of, of like becoming less self-absorbed is that you have to talk about yourself for right. several hours right. a week to unpack it all.
0: Well, the way to the darkness, the way the light is through the darkness. Yeah, it's not with yourself. It. You're yeah. like, Oh yeah.
1: fuck you again, yeah. but it's worth it. It's not pretty or, you know, it's not, but like there is a level of, you know, confidence and there's a level of integrity that come along with doing that kind of work on yourself to find out why you're a fucking asshole when you're an asshole. Why are you reactive? Right, right. Why are you competitive or jealous or, or why are you not happy for your friend? You know, you have to pick yourself apart and be honest with yourself and right. say, this is where I'm coming up short and this is how I'm going to improve myself. And you have to be serious about getting bad information mm. about yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People are going to you're, you're, you're paying someone to tell you what's wrong with you. And, you know, you don't have to frame it like that, but that's what it is. is.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're Like lur- an outside opinion. Yeah, you're yeah.
1: like, I'm going to need a second opinion on yeah. this.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. Val and I were just talking about how drugs can, uh, even though, it doesn't matter, I'm not going to clear my throat there, the idea that sometimes you don't know what you feel. You know, what I mean, you're so conditioned to be a certain way or uh-huh. to think a certain way, meaning you don't even know what yeah. you don't know, meaning you've been watching movies and we watched the Cosby show and that told us what a family should be. Yeah. And we watch advertising and we listen to music and we're part of this culture so much so that, you know, we're fish that don't know we're in water. Sometimes you take a, a, a substance, a, yes. a, a, like a holy substance yeah. that reminds you like. You're none of those things, which leads me to my next question. Meaning, those things were added to you, but there's something more fundamental that you are, and I would use capital A R. You're truly underneath, and those like other lenses were added on top. But you need to get in touch with what you are. When you took ayahuasca, you said it's all in your mind. Was look, science can't find memories. Like if if I look at your mind, I can't find you. You know what I mean? I I can't extract it. I can't download it. And there's different theories on that. We're not. We're both out of our our depth here. We, you we're just not... have to
1: watch an episode of Black Mirror. They do it like every other episode. Yeah, exactly. Why don't we have it if they have the technology? They, they se-
0: clearly it don't. Seems
1: like it's not fictional. <laughs> right. Like somebody
0: over there like, figured it we, out. Let's go. And they're trying to prime it into the into the, the awareness. The worst
1: one was they had an episode where they like get someone's brain chip. So then and they jog their memory, and so everything they did is recorded in their memory Mm -hmm. so if you were involved in a crime like every little thing you know is recorded right and i was like god i hope i'm dead by the time this becomes a reality well that's
0: interesting but then you are the person that just told me a story about ayahuasca showing you a memory with your sister and you remember the bathing suits and a dog you hadn't thought about so like where is that and the not being able either of us to get the answer having an experience like ayahuasca did it Did it enter your mind that it was possible that your essence traveled or joined with a higher consciousness? Like not just exploring the four corners of your brain, but something a little bit more substantial happened? Yeah,
1: I felt definitely like I was above and out of my body. Yeah. Felt like that for sure. Right. But when I wanted to be grounded and I wanted to feel my body, like, okay, can you feel your legs? Can you feel your arms? I would be able to. Yeah. And then if I let myself kind of slip away, yeah. I would be over my body and kind of looking down at this view mm. that was the p- scenes that were playing out from my childhood. Right. So I've had a lot of spiritual experiences, you know, because you, I, I, I mean... You can do acid, you can do mushrooms and all of those things have healing benefits as well when you're you know you're doing it with a professional or you're microdosing it for you know depression and or at a corn ang- concert. anxiety <laughs> exactly <laughs> but um <laughs> but uh i've had a lot of
0: spiritual experiences doing Tell it me.
1: electively like just like you know not 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 trying to have a spiritual experience but doing trying to have fun with friends and taking a bunch of mushrooms and then having like a real Oh, you know, like well, that's
0: one of my favorite. Yeah. Things about it is that there's there, I've been told there's an expression in India that god uh we're so materialistic that god came to us as a material. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like the 60s and and now we're in the third wave yeah. of psychedelics, it's like there's a yearning for our true selves to connect with us. Yeah. And if it's in this culture or this time or whatever, it sort of meets you where you are and we are in a place where it's like you know, there's a lot of this going on. There's yeah, yeah. a lot of eating. There's a lot of pleasure seeking. There's and isn't it funny? You know, ancient Greece was the same way. The in ancient rituals. It's like there's all this decadence, and you do this stuff, and but it it you end up having an ego death, which isn't something that you would normally sign up for.
1: Right, right. You, I don't know if I'm. Yeah, I feel like ego death is the, is the goal, but. How could you possibly be involved in like everyday life and also exist like that? Well, or, it's temporary. Or, or, if, yeah. or yeah, yeah. Yeah, temporary. But ideally, like if you wanted to become someone like Eckhart Tolle or.
0: Who just he, seems to have an ego. To, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did.
1: <laughs> I mean, like even Deepak Chopra seems to have an ego, but Eckhart Tolle seems like he's on another field of consciousness. Completely.
0: Are you down with the toll?
1: Yeah, I'm into him. Me too. I think he was the first one. Were you way, there at the
0: show? It was a couple months ago? No, I'm
1: not that into him. But I mean, I, I have. I haven't seen him live, is what I'm saying. I but, you got to see him live. <laughs> but he was the first person who spoke about consciousness in a way that made me understand it. Yeah, because I you know you hear all of it. It's all the same, but everyone says it slightly differently. And for him, for me, I listened to a bunch of stuff of his, and I was like, okay, I think, and I listened to it over and over again. I'm like, okay, I got to understand this.
0: Me too. It's funny, well, when you were talking about your ayahuasca experience, one of the things that you were doing was remembering to be the witness of it. Mm, Like, and that was your advice. I know you weren't giving advice, but when we're freaking out, even in our waking life, if if we want to call ayahuasca kind of like a dream, I know it's not a dream, but it's a hallucination, but in our waking life, this hallucination we're having right now, if I'm feeling anxiety, there's a great value to going like, I'm seeing the anxiety, like I witnessed the anxiety. Mm. Meaning, is this is a Ramdas quote, but is the part of you that's noticing the anxiety, is it anxious? Or is the part of you that's noticing the depression depressed? And I know there are people that are in real deep depressions, this isn't going to work, Like I understand. Mm-hmm. I, meaning I don't want to be glib and be like, this works every single time. But for me with low-level stuff, if I'm going like, I'm afraid... Is the part of me that's noticing the fear afraid? Mm. And the answer is no. And th- then, th- then the job—and really, the job isn't even enlightenment or, or salvation or conversion. It's really just happiness. Is to retreat. I'm so out here. I get too worried about what Chelsea thinks about, me. like all the stuff that you don't worry about as much as me, which is beautiful. What do people think about me? What, how's it going, or whatever? Just fucking stop and go back into the observer, mm-hmm. which is what Eckhart.
1: Mm-hmm. teaches right. is, is that there's And that also none of this matters, right? Like yes. no, nothing matters. <laughs> yes. Like to be stressed is a futile exercise where you're causing suffering to yourself. Right. There is no point. You're torturing and yourself. Y- you can't say that to someone who's high anxiety and gets stressed out all the time. They're like, that's easy for you to say. You're right. I'm not an anxious person, but I just want to say like all of the feelings that you're describing, it's not that I feel this confident all the time. I'm constantly having the same conversation. Like those, those are not your real feelings. Anytime insecurity bubbles up, I'm like, no, no, I'm not listening to you. I've got this over here. That's my little girl self that is scared and insecure and is acting based on past events that have happened that were, you know... uh, It's
0: your pain body. That's what you would call your pain body. Yeah, exactly. It's like these things you still carry. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and as an adult, it's your job to get better at dismissing that voice and going, no, no, I belong here. That's right. Let me, you walk in my, you know, be grounded because grounded is really the place, you know, especially in this business because it's such a roller coaster you know i've been not grounded i know how what that feels like and it's like a fucking balloon that's about to pop you know
0: you mean Uh, when you're at certain peaks in your career well
1: when you're not ground when you're not like experiencing it moment by moment when you're moving so fast that you miss the parade like you're missing it i've done that i've done the i've done it the good way and i've done it that way and obviously i prefer this
0: where you can actually do what you're doing,
1: yeah, and be present for everything, and yeah. actually pay attention to everyone, yeah, not be dismissive, not to be entitled, and not to be arrogant.
0: Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. A big Eckhart Tolle thing that changed my life. I, I was just touring this past weekend, and I do. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I'm not just going on a thing, but like I catch myself looking forward to the show being done, even though I love doing the show, doing stand up. Yes, yeah. there's a great relief when it's yes. done, and yeah. I still maintain that that is true because even though we've been doing it a long time there's always a what if something goofy goes wrong what if i whatever it just isn't working i can't find it whatever it is so there's always a relief but eckhart has this thing he's like stop doing things as a means to an end and do them in and of themselves yeah and his example and i think about every time i do the dishes or wash my hands try to is like just wash your hands or just go up the stairs or that's what don't do
1: think two things at once right yeah
0: but like That witnessing presence that is life itself, capital life itself, is with you in all of these things. And I think what Eckhart is doing is maintaining a connection to that, even while you're going up the stairs. I won't bring you into this, but I, like a lot of people, get too lost in like, I'll be happy when I'm winning, I'll be happy when I'm eating, I'll be happy when I'm having sex, or whatever it might be, whatever your thing is. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, when my daughter goes to sleep, I'll be watching the office with my wife. That'll be happy. And that those are now those moments when you can notice you're being insane. That like it is it it, it is insane to assume there's a future for you to feel better and it's so much better i think to try and settle and like we were saying to retreat into some mm. some access to joy joy now a joy for no reason mm, yeah you know what i mean
1: but yeah and i think it's easy though like the simple joy is the best kind like to be able to cultivate yeah. because then you can be joyful in like you know dark moments or yeah. In tough spots. Yeah. Because we all have that, right? Like, everyone goes through tough spots. Sometimes, like, your career is easy. Sometimes it's hard. Relationships, easy, hard. All family, all of it. And it's like, how do you operate when things are hard? Yes. You got to be really in touch with yourself.
0: Can I please love? Because, like... Is that Marilyn Monroe thing where it's like if you if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. spin mm. I, spinoff of that is like everybody's happy when everything's going well. Like the point of life is to figure out to find something that's non-circumstantial or I would even say transrational, meaning beyond like I can explain to you why I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be talking about this for a while, poor Katie and. But uh, I won't belabor it. But we got a flat tire coming home from the airport yesterday, or two days ago, and it's really I can't do it right away. Mm. Flat tire, pull over. Annoying. Ma- major road.
1: So annoying. It wasn't like
0: I was. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't like going off road. Major road leading to the 101. Flat tire. We had to pull over. It's raining. It's it's Sunday night. Oh, it's God. six o'clock. Nothing's open. Like you can't do it. Uh, and it's a fucking Tesla. So you can't. You can't. There's no spare that's like an elon thing
1: (laughs) i know i (laughs) thank you elon i'm just kidding sick of him
0: so (laughs) well more on that but we're we're in the car and val is a mindfulness teacher and it was very helpful when i was worked up she was calm and then she got a little worked up and i was calm and then we both like found a cruising altitude to just be like we're sitting in chairs Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah we're sitting in chairs i know that sounds so silly but like what is the issue? I know you're on hold with a tow truck. Mm-hmm. I know we really want to get home before Lila goes to bed. But really, right now, it's another Eckhart Tolle thing. Sorry, you brought him up, but I'm, I'm just going to gush it if you don't mind. He's like, you haven't been waiting in line at the airport for three hours. You're waiting in line at the airport right now. And I use that one all the time. Mm-hmm. Stop! Like Stop torturing yourself yeah. with the memory like I've been on hold with this to- tow truck for yeah. 45 minutes no you haven't you're on hold with the tow truck right now yeah we took an Uber home
1: it's also just when you see yourself lose your cool it's it's so not a hot look facts so it's better not to do that you know
0: <laughs> and I die um Chels Chels <laughs> when we come we'll back we'll leave that
1: hanging as yeah. a question as an open-ended question.
0: We're going to go to the the little mid-roll ad. But when we come back, I'd love to talk a little bit about, you You talked about when you're not grounded. Because mm. that's very interesting to me. Okay. And I'll, I'll I'll commiserate with you that there are times when you start to lose your footing. So we'll get into that. And I actually, believe it or not, prepared some questions. It just says nipples here. Oh,
1: so. uh, did you want me to take out my nipples again? Oh, my God. Well,
0: let's come back like after every... the mid-roll for a blurred oh, nipple. Oh, we have okay. to blur it.
1: I I can't do a whole interview without taking my top off. I
0: hope you understand. So stick around for that. We'll be right back. Pardon the interruption, weirdos. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Sunday's Food for Dogs, the only dog food that is healthy, easy to store. It's basically like having a box of cereal in your pantry. Easy to store, meaning you don't have to have... Like we, used to, we tried this one thing where it was like little containers all up in our fridge. Like 70% of our refrigerator was dog food, which was ridiculous. This is Sunday's Food for Dogs. It's like having a box of uh, cereal, easy to store. And for real, like a 90s dog food commercial, when I break out the yellow box of Sundays, Brody loses his mind. It is absolutely Bar none, his favorite dog food, and it's my favorite dog food too because it's unbelievably easy, and it's so nice to see him happy and devouring it. Sundays is air-dried dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients. Sundays was co-founded, excuse me, by Dr. Tory, a practicing veterinarian. Sundays uses 90% meat, 10% vegetables, and zero percent synthetic nutrients. Besides USDA beef and all natural chicken. You'll find digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, plus disease-fighting antioxidants. Dog parents report noticeable health improvements, I can attest to that, in their pups, including softer fur, fresher breath, better poops. Let's be honest, that's, that's number one on my list. You get way better poops and more energy. Brody absolutely scurries on the ground and slides like he's on ice to get this food when it comes out. Unlike other fresh dog food, Sundays is zero prep. Zero mess and zero stress. Like I said, it doesn't overtake your fridge. It goes right in the shelf. It's shelf stable, which makes it easy to feed your pup top quality food. Every order ships right to your door so you never have to worry about running out of dog food again, which honestly was a big problem before we subscribed. It's so easy now, it's a no-brainer. Sundays cost 40% less than other healthy dog food brands because Sundays doesn't waste money shipping frozen packages, which is also just a huge waste. Instead, they spend on their materials, sourcing the best all-natural ingredients for your pup. So we worked out a special deal for our dog-loving listeners. Weirdos get 35% off your first order for Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash weird or use code weird at checkout. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash weird. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. Also brought to us by our friends at Rocket Money. Do you know how much your subscriptions cost each month? Most Americans think they spend about 80 bucks a month on subscriptions when the actual cost is closer to 200 bucks. 200! If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. I'm certainly one of them. Like that streaming service you bought to just watch that one show hello, Nexium, or that free trial you never even used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel. Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth where they're just trying to trick you to stay on. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person, listen to this, up to seven. a year it's incredible it couldn't be easier I was deeply unaware deeply unaware of how many subscriptions I had just running in the background and auto-renewing and just costing more and more money and Rocket Money makes it so easy to get rid of all that and save you get that cash back in your pocket all with the click of a button so stop throwing your money away cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash weird that's rocketmoney.com slash weird one last time rocketmoney.com slash weird Last but not least, I don't know if you guys know this, but it was raining uh, in northern and... Well, I'm in southern California. But in southern California, it was raining. I'm in the northern part of southern California. That was, that's why. In southern California, it was raining for about, I don't know, nine years. We have a river in town now. There's a river? <laughs> it's been so muddy and so wet. Not to mention, we love to hike. All of this is to say we needed to upgrade our shoe game. And let me tell you, Vessi shoes are an absolute game changer. Why is the Vessi Stormburst the best shoe I have ever worn in the wintertime and obviously here right now in the wet, wet mud of California? Well, they have all the features of a rubber winter boot built into a sneaker. Are you you nuts? 100% waterproof, not water resistant, waterproof, and warm, yet lighter and more comfortable than boots. Also a lot easier to put on than boots. I mean, there have been a lot of times I wanted to go on a hike and I'm just like, I can't, I can't with the boots. These are basically slip on. They have a rugged rubber outsole that gives you extra grip in wet conditions and added lining inside for extra warmth in the cold. And they slip on and off. It's quick and easy to get outside. They are made from Dymatex. What is Dymatex? It's a super soft knit material that keeps your feet warm in the cold, but cool in the winter months and doesn't feel like it should be waterproof. doesn't have that like claustrophobic, absolutely nothing happening in their feeling, but it is. It's absolutely, It feels great and it keeps the water out super comfortable. I also think they look great. Something about the Dymatex looks like a designer pattern, so I get a lot of compliments when I wear them. Plus, they're awesome, they, they don't slip on rocks, they keep you warm, they keep you dry, and they slip on and off like sneakers. It's an absolute game changer for walking the dog, going on hikes and just keeping my feet dry. Nothing worse than wet socks, nothing worse than wet toes. Guys, keep it it dry downstairs. (laughs) Vessi are my go-to shoes by my door. Check them out in the link vessi.com slash weird for a pair of your Vessi shoes. All you have to do is click vessi.com slash weird and use promo code weird for 15% off your entire order. Thank you again, Vessi. Use promo code weird for 15% off your entire order. It's the only shoes you need because of how versatile they are. Show your support of the show. Vessia saved my feet from those soggy, soggy socks. All right, everybody. Get back into it. We're back. What's up? <laughs> What's happening? Um, not when we're not grounded. That, that was interesting to me. You sort of teased. I do feel like there's a million ways to go with you, and they're all interesting, and they're all funny. Just another a nice, a nice compliment. I do want to talk about the times in your life when you kind of lost your footing. When you didn't oh, know. So many times. Tell me. Like, was it your first break? Was that a tricky uh, no, time? No,
1: no. It was probably like, um, uh, probably when I was leaving Chelsea lately. I just was so sick of everybody yeah. <laughs> and everything and working and my voice. I was just so like, was yeah. the tank empty i just was p- pissed i was pissed that anyone let me work that hard like i had written mm. four books gone on like four major tours while i was filming chelsea lately in the seven years that i was there and like no one stopped me and like i would i was like why isn't someone looking out for me like mm. i'm ex- i'm and then, and then of course that's going to result in me not wanting to work you know i was just like fuck everybody is like, that what you
0: did did you take a long I just time quit
1: off? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you quit. I quit my E show. I just quit on, I think on Howard Stern. So that wasn't the best either. Like I used to do shit like that without thinking. Like I just assumed since I wanted to quit that everybody else knew it because I thought it, you know? So all these people who thought they were just going to be on the show forever and ever were like, well, fuck, our ride is over. You know, not that they didn't contribute, but like it was a a great ride.
0: I would talk to Conan about, he produced, this is the backdrop from my old talk show. So this is something that he told me was like, He felt this obligation to not quit because uh, the quote I think was something like because there's 300 people that work. Yeah,
1: well, you get over that, yeah. Because you can't, you can't do that. You know, I stayed on for two years because of that reason. It's like staying for the kids, exactly. And then eventually, you get to a place (laughs) where you're like, I don't want to do that. So I was pretty out of control at that point in my life. Like I just was off the rails. I had a really, I was in a bad relationship, um, like you know, an unhealthy relationship, and I was just tired, exhausted, and and aggravated. Yeah. You know, and so then that was like bad self care.
0: Did you figure out? I'm assuming yes that no one is looking out for you in that way. Like no one, yeah. Like in this business, no one is going to say. Even we talk about balance all the time on the show, and it turns out if people are on the payroll, typically nobody's going to go, Chelsea. I don't know if you should write that fourth book.
1: But even no one's going to tell you anything to like. No one's going to tell me what to do. Even my sisters aren't going to be like, you're working too much, or like they think I can handle it because I'm not sitting there. You know what I mean? Like, no one, it's not anyone's job to know except for you.
0: Is that it? Oh.
1: Like, you're supposed to know when you're working too hard, and you shouldn't be like, when you're young and you start to get successful, you think you have to do everything that comes your way. And it's not until you're older that you realize, okay, well, that was a great foundational, like, ground that I lay. But now I get to decide how often I'm going to work and when I'm going to work and if it's going to be worth my energy and time. I'm not trying to impress my publicist or my agent yeah. by being a team player it's Make like your life i'm deciding what i do and that how i, I do this all it the
0: time, we go good life when like you're gonna wake up like mm-hmm. so many of us are gonna wake up and be like what was all that for yeah people are gonna have a certain amounts of money that they won't even be able to spend it it'll be like brewster's millions like you can't you're now you're 90 and yeah. and it just was all work it was right. pushing a rock up a hill for somebody else, and and that doesn't just apply to show business jerks. That's everybody. It's like, at what point do you start going like? I think we learned that during the pandemic. Like a lot of people in life, I wasn't alive down. during the pandemic. Yeah, I know you were cryogenically I actually, frozen. Yeah, I remember. I,
1: I was with Walt Disney for those three years. <laughs> Did something happen? You didn't
0: miss much, actually. It
1: doesn't sound like it. <laughs> it was kind of nice. It sounds like pretty lame. Actually, <laughs> it
0: wasn't nice. It was, but I. There was a Daniel Tosh joke where he goes, I don't want to die. I want all of us to die. <laughs> it was about like whenever the world was going to end. Yeah. Um, and I felt that about stand-up. I was like, I don't want to take a break from stand-up. I want all of us to take a break from stand-up. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, I get
1: that, yeah. I
0: enjoyed.
1: How? Are you okay? Oh, God, no. I think I just kinked my neck. Oh, god no. God damn it. Am you... I allowed to say that in here? Yeah. Oh, great. You said cunt earlier. I know. I was joking. <laughs> I'm not asking for permission
0: to say god damn it we're too far to high five but no no there. we
1: could foot five is that it's
0: happened before is that a thing oh leaving me hanging on the foot five
1: oh sorry <laughs> i'm stretching my neck i'm stretching my neck because i broke my neck here
0: are you do i'm gonna you need sue a... you i'm
1: gonna sue this podcast no, it's
0: okay well yeah you'll you'll win <laughs> <laughs> You'll get seven cases of Magic Mind. <laughs> that's all you can get.
1: All right. Well, Joker. that's good to know. Are you okay? Is yeah, there anything no, I can I'm do fine. for you? I'm fine. I just had to stretch my neck. Do you
0: want an Advil PM to take the edge off?
1: To go to sleep?
0: Yeah. No, no. <laughs> stay awake.
1: Uh, but a PM usually indicates it's a nighttime. I
0: take them in the morning just to kind of round out the edges <laughs> yeah. of the day.
1: <laughs> no, <nice>.
0: <laughs> Here's my question for you. I'm I'm proud of it. Let's see how it goes. I could say that before any question. Are you a person that people just assume is okay in general, not just in your work? And then people are kind of like... Like have you had to learn how to say because you are a strong person. Mm. Hey, that hurt my feelings. Or hey, I'm not okay. Like mm. I have to imagine your sisters, your partners, the people that work for you might have had to learn Chelsea is not
1: Oh yeah. Always sure.
0: ready to bu- yeah. break through a wall like the Kool-Aid. Sure,
1: moment. absolutely.
0: And you that is a process? How did you figure it I out? I
1: mean, I I know now and to ask for help, but like everyone knows if I get stressed out. I don't really I mean, I'm pretty straightforward, so it's not like I'm ever pretending. Like, if I'm stressed, I'll say I'm stressed out, I'm dealing with this issue. But, uh, yeah. So
0: you did say, like, should I be doing four books? And people were like... no,
1: no, not during that time. Now I'm at a point where I can do that. But, yeah, Yeah. no, I think everyone was just thinking it was going great so it was going great and then it wasn't you know everything right. works until it doesn't until you're like out of gas and you're just like oh my god all i wanted to do was like leave the country and not speak publicly for a year like yeah. i just didn't want to talk yeah. i was sick of myself that's why
0: like like chappelle's thing for example like there's a yeah. part of me that was like yeah i get it yeah I when you're completely that. out of you just said it basically yeah you were like i wanted to get out of here and did you after you quit, forgive me for not knowing,
1: but did um, you basically I, no, don't worry about that I uh, I took a year off Oh I got a Netflix deal Netflix well, I signed a deal to do a talk show First they I said, I don't want to do a talk show right away I need a year off And they said sure, you can take a year off but I said, I can, I'd like to do a documentary series with four documentaries and one of them was the ayahuasca episode And so I and, and they said, sure do that and then I'll start my talk show the next year And then I did the talk show for two years after that and then that was it. And then mm. that was not that was not a good experience creatively for me. I didn't want. I didn't want to be working, but I, you know, made a deal because it was. When a did deal. that
0: kick in? Was it the first day? The cameras. It was just, I
1: wasn't in a good. I was that. That's when I, I was not grounded. I was mm. not grounded. Mm. I was not secure in my decision making. I was very. It was just a very t- difficult time.
0: Can I just offer? Uh almost, in my experience, nothing worse than to have the appearance of your dreams coming true uh. and being miserable, like like feeling sort of worn out.
1: Yeah. Well, it was more that I just was so unsure of myself. There were so many circumstances around it that just weren't a lot like... Weren't, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy.
0: What was shaking your confidence? I'm I sure don't know.
1: I think... I guess maybe leaving E and, you know, that was a big shift. Everyone couldn't believe that I would walk away from something like that. Mm. And then you know, you go from working all the time to being on vacation for a year and you have that whole basket of like thinking. We just said
0: this, the things that make you successful also make it impossible for you to enjoy your success often. Mm. Like it's hard for you to go, what was it like the year off? Like you, you Oh no, it was amazing, but it was was like, I just,
1: then I just became disassociated from my work. I was like, oh, well, I'm just not going to work anymore. And you're like, well, that's not a good plan. You've got to work. Like I needed to find the balance of, cause I really do like to travel the world and I do just, like my time off. I didn't like being, I felt like I had a boyfriend I couldn't get off of, you know, like that wouldn't get away from me with that yeah. show. Da-dum. I was like, I had to be home in LA like 46 <laughs> weeks a year. And I just was like pissed. I'm like, yeah. I want to go f- fucking, I want to go somewhere in li- for three months. Yeah. I want to go buy a house in Spain. I did, you know, yeah, I yeah, did yeah. the things I wanted to do. And then, you kind of come back around. Plus, Trump had been elected. That was very upsetting to me. This is
0: right before you were frozen.
1: Yeah, that was when I had to become frozen. I was, and then yeah, they reduced me to an embryo.
0: Oh, you were a little froze, mm-hmm. and then they regrew you.
1: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's amazing what they can do.
0: <laughs> and they can download your brain. So you, okay? I. It's funny. I was wrong a couple times, like trying to guess what you were feeling, because obviously I was projecting how I sometimes feel. Yeah, like I think that's what you were doing. Projecting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I absolutely was, Mm. but with a good intent. Hopefully, to see you light up and be like, "Yes!" But it was interesting. (laughs) You were more like, "I'd this is this is keeping me in LA." Yeah,
1: Yeah. I felt tied down. Tied down. I like to be free.
0: To a bad boyfriend is what you said. Yeah,
1: tied down to yeah in more ways than one. Like literally, I had a bad boyfriend, and also the show felt like a bad boyfriend. Right. There was like a bunch of bad boyfriends, and I just wanted to be free. Like, and I wanted to go and like. Spread my wings in a sense.
0: Well, that's really interesting because I, I love your I love your Graham.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> I had to fucking remember what Grams is short for. Yeah, Grams. I was like, Golden Grams? I'm like, where what, did I do a Golden I Grams commercial? I do love Golden Grams. Fuck, who fucking doesn't love Golden Grams? Jeffrey I mean, Dahmer? Uh, I know, he probably yeah, loves he probably them do. too. Let's
0: be honest. Um, it was great with Like humans. He's pretty
1: open to putting anything in well, his mouth. That is so. true,
0: that is true. Uh, Golden Grams is the unsung Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and we all fucking know it. I don't know. It's wh-
1: better than Cinnamon Toast Crunch.
0: Okay, fire.
1: I I fire. will say that Golden Grams is better than cinnamon toast crunch cinnamon toast crunch is like a b plus and golden graham's is an a
0: look at my face yeah
1: golden graham's is the name of cereal better than golden graham's
0: reese's peanut butter puffs Nope,
1: that's not real honey yeah. nut cheerios maybe not like a but,
0: classic like if well, we want a classic. yeah but
1: that's that's not superior can to golden i say Grams. something
0: honey nut cheerios with almond milk is better
1: well everything is better with almond milk facts
0: that's funny on hot ones you called almond milk pussy milk
1: well that was before i started drinking it i always become a hypocrite whatever i was against drugs too at one time really yeah when i was like 14 i was like i can't believe you guys are smoking weed to all my friends in high school i was like that's so irresponsible you guys are such idiots and then i your tried Mormon-y it kind of thing you yeah, know i just thought it was like you know i don't know i just had to have an opinion about yeah, it even yeah. though it was based in nothing
0: in my punk rock band we had a, a, a song uh called Fry the Fish, P-H-R-Y, Fry the Fish, uh-huh. the band Fish, about how you're an idiot if you sit in a lawn chair and take psychedelics. Oh,
1: and look right. at me now, take a look
0: at me now. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what that song's about, actually.
1: <laughs> I, I I think I know that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I you were waiting for a bigger response than that. Also. Yeah, I was. And so, I love that you were Did you weren't want me to, do to finish me. the song?
0: No, I, I love the realness. <laughs> I think, I think, I worry that you think I'm putting it on, but every time you just don't waver in your commitment to yourself <laughs> is a true delight. That's... And that's where I was going, Golden Grams. <laughs> your Graham, I know lots of um, men and women, frankly. Uh, I'm a man, but I know a lot of and women. And I'm as a well. woman. <laughs> it's like Anchorman I'm a man and you're a woman. Uh, sorry, weird quote. That's okay. Sorry, we have another midroll. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, people are inspired. like you've you've taken, um, and this is not the interview where I'm like, why didn't you have kids or get married? You've taken those life choices or you know, into this celebration of what you're saying. like you want to be free. Mm. and And I really enjoy those posts.
1: Oh, as thank a married you. person
0: with a, a baby, I, I, i'm I'm still meaning, but there are a lot of women I know that are on that same path that take a lot of inspiration from it.
1: Oh, well, I'm so glad because, you know, I... um I talk about it a lot in my last, in my most recent special Revolution on Netflix because it's like, it's not an under, it's a very underrepresented group of people. Like people need to be like, so funny, so many like married women will be like, okay, we get it, we get it. You don't like children, you don't like marriage. I'm like, I don't care if you get it. I'm not here for you. I'm here for these girls that are being asked (laughs) and berated every single time about when they're gonna have a baby, when they're gonna get married. It's so fucking annoying to be a woman and having to answer that question. If you date somebody, if you're, if you're not dating somebody, why can't you date some? Why aren't you with someone? Like something's wrong with you. Right. It's like, "Hello, what about some agency?" I've had some of the best times of my life by myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yes. stop it. We need to advertise that there's another path right. to choose, especially if you're not 150% behind becoming a parent. I'm all for it if you are, but a lot of people don't think it through. And oh, we're putting people sure. in the world. Like, yes. I would like you to take that more seriously. It's a
0: consequence that walks around yes. and buys bread.
1: Yeah. And I have of
0: your weird Choice. and
1: i'm aware also of my bandwidth and that is being a, like i crush it as an aunt i i can be yeah. available to my eight nieces and nephews all the time and that's as much bandwidth as, as i have I for children you're a
0: super fun aunt yeah
1: yeah because i don't have any that. kids to deal with Do of you my get them own like
0: Rolexes.
1: <laughs> no but i give them edibles way before they're supposed to do them okay so that's <laughs> do a you fun. really yeah why I mean, are they, oh
0: they're teenagers
1: well they're yeah they're in yeah. college most oh, okay. of them yeah okay there's only one little one left and they must be thrilled they love it they no? love me i do mean do you do
0: cameos i don't mean the app i mean like are you popping in a dorm room and blowing minds i mean that must be so fun.
1: no i'm not doing that yeah no no okay. Good. 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 i'm not i'm not yeah that's a little bit that's a little too much <laughs> too much for me yeah But fun and. <laughs> i did go to my one nephew's dorm and i think that was the last dorm i went to the first one that went to college my brother and i went down there once and then uh yeah i haven't been back since to any dorms
0: <laughs> it didn't cause a scene or did it
1: no we didn't see anybody we just went to see his dorm room it wasn't like that
0: yeah i understand yeah no well people are into it and then and i, I i'm all about the freedom and i wasn't going to ask you about I, I grew up in New England, and it always struck me that the, the witches, the, the women that were accused as witches, like calling them witches. The
1: Witches of Salem. The
0: Witches of Salem. Yeah, Salem Town, mm-hmm. which is now Danvers.
1: Oh, they changed that yeah, Fun fact.
0: Oh. Well, Salem is uh, Salem village. Is Danvers and Salem, where Salem is nothing of historical import, mm. happened there. That's just a fun snooty thing to say if you're from New England. Oh, okay. And a lot of people don't know that, so you can be a real piece of shit. Okay. But everything happened in Danvers. It's called Danvers now. Anyway, um, those were single women that were usually, I think, attractive and unmarried. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm saying is, even in 1692, I think we're still kind of living with some of that. What are these? What are these women doing? Withholding their eggs from men or i'm wondering what your take on why so hard culturally
1: well i mean we're like baby makers you know right. it's like a societal construct that was created for ma- population but we're overpopulated <laughs> there's too right. many people right. we can't absorb this we we're just we just exceeded 8 billion people in this world yes. and 9 billion is the max yes. china luckily population is the one country that's gone down because of their one baby rule you know that they had for so many years i think i don't know do they still have that rule uh, that you have yeah, to have, like one. Anyway, their really, their population is has diminished for the first time in like forty years or something. Yeah. So, um, but it's it's just pretty. I, I just think it's all bullshit. Like anyone who tells you what to do or you're expected to do, and I just think all of that's bullshit. Like you have to really understand what your purpose is and what you're good at, and then try and just like whatever you can do to like spread good vibes.
0: It's funny, here sitting on this couch, in our lives, I feel like that's kind of commonplace. Like, nobody can tell you what to do. But I actually think what you're saying is super, super important and can't be repeated enough because there's a lot of people. I'm from Boston, so I had family members that I swear when they were in Boston, they were still under this, like, spell. There was like a spell that you have to do certain things. I, I swear I've seen gay people pretend to be straight. I've seen people that didn't oh, want to have God, kids. Oh, God, how
1: tragic. Have
0: kids. Can you not, imagine not... having
1: to pretend? Also, listen, like, let's not not... F- or just
0: straight people thinking they had to get married or whatever Well, it right,
1: but I mean, yes, it's all fucked up. Like, yeah. to have to pretend that you're something that you aren't is terrifying and horrifying. And also, I'm a white, straight, cisgender, cis female. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it's not like I have came up across against all these challenges. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, right. I'm pretty confident because right. my life hasn't been that difficult.
0: Right. You had a lot more advantages than me. Yes. But
1: yes. I, I mean, I probably, I probably did. With these boobs, I probably did have more advantages than you. I mean, it's not like I had a hard that time. That was a good breast end. Accomplishing my goals. <laughs> it wasn't that hard. I mean, I've been through traumatic situations. Yes. But I haven't ever come up.
0: Yes. You and- didn't have systematic oppression. Yes. Yes. Um, have you ever seen a ghost? You seem like a lady that's seen a ghost.
1: Um, I don't think I've seen a ghost, no. Really? I've I felt, I felt a ghost before. Tell me. I mean, I don't have a great story about ghosts because, again, really not my problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Like, I'm not going to get scared about a ghost, but I had a ha- boyfriend <laughs> who had- was he a ghost? He had a haunted house. He was haunted and his house was haunted. Oh, no. And there was definitely a ghost in his house. I mean, that I felt 100% that that was a ghost.
0: Really? So it was just a vibe.
1: Yeah, like doors slamming, cold breezes, footsteps. Like, Chelsea,
0: this is a good ghost story.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I just stayed away from that part of the house.
0: It was a part of the house.
1: Yeah, a little bit. The ghost wing. Yeah, kind of.
0: And why didn't he move?
1: Because it was like a it was his summer house, and he summer ghost. Yeah, summer ghost. He was summering there. (laughs) He was actually from Nigeria, and he summered in yeah in the Cape. Again, yeah. Cape Cod. Yeah, Cape Cod.
0: I we had a cottage in Cape Cod and we thought it was haunted too, but we were kids. Everything's haunted.
1: Yeah. We I mean the I Cape believe things haunted. are probably haunted.
0: Yeah. There's what about people a UFO lingering around. UFO?
1: Yeah, probably. I mean I, I haven't seen one myself, but yeah, I, I could believe all of that.
0: Here's one I bet I don't I, I, I've been wrong so many times I couldn't be more happy. Um, you seem like somebody who maybe has talked to some pretty high-end psychics. Ever oh, yeah, have, definitely. Ever have your mind blown?
1: Oh, yeah. I had an Asteri- I, I have this, as Asterian astrologist who reads your chart, the time of birth and your date of birth. You don't give him your real name. His name is Jade Saluna on Instagram. So
0: he doesn't give us his real name.
1: He No, he <laughs> that doesn't. That was a great riff. Uh, that was funny. Yes. Um, uh, I had to
0: tell you. And
1: uh, <laughs> you did because it slipped. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get it. Um, but So
0: he won't tell us his name either. I,
1: I've, I've been to him and he fucking rocked my world he gave me specific dates of things that were going to happen and they happened really like oh yeah just it was incredible just,
0: um, we without even
1: it was nothing you don't know i did a fake name and my date of birth and time of birth and, and then, then it's, it's yeah from
0: chelsea handler yahoo and yeah, and
1: yeah exactly <laughs> i always make all of my own appointments um so uh so
0: that's incredible and then
1: i have yeah there's a psychic that i talked did it to. go
0: into the future though or was it just stuff yeah it was all about happened?
1: what's gonna happen this year the next year the next year after that it was like an overview of my chart and like he described the last five years of my life in in, in the most apt description that was true. Everything he said was, he's like, you're just coming out of this cycle and this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, and everything had happened. And I was like, holy shit. And then at the end of the phone call, he's like, who are you? And I'm like, Chelsea Handler. And he's like, oh my God, I'm coming to one of your shows. I have tickets to your show. And I was like,
0: You're wrong about that. I'm
1: like, guess who's gonna be my fucking friend, you. (laughs) Ah, did you meet him? Yeah, yeah, I've met him. He's come to my show and now we're friends. So, and then I have this other woman that I talked to and she's been right on too. So, I mean, I, I've been to therapy and I'd rather just talk to a psychic and an yeah. astrologist at this point. I'm like, it's always good. They always have great things and it all happens the way I, I feel like when you're, um, open to those things, yeah. more things become, come to you. Like when you're really close, it's like mi- you're kind
0: of opening a door or something. Yes. Yeah. When
1: you're really close minded and you think all of that is bullshit, then it is. Yeah. And you don't notice the little things because there's kind of like little mysticism and a lot of different things. And yeah. Brandi Carlisle talked about it in her book. She uh, There was a sentence that said something like, never underestimate mysticism, like coincidence. And and when things feel aligned. That's or, why I'll take a
0: low grade synchronicity. Remember earlier? Yes. I was like, yes, oh, that's yes. the same thing. Uh-huh. I'll take it. Right. Val and I say, count it. Uh-huh. Meaning, like, what's the harm? It, it's nice. And the longer we've been together, and the more I, I don't, we get in that flow. The synchronicities get nuts. Like, mm. like, mm. What, what was it? So, I, I ordered socks on Amazon. This isn't like a phone listening to me thing. And then Leela, my daughter, and I were watching some cartoon, and they, it was like Elmo was opening a gift. It, it's, so I ordered the socks. Then we go downstairs and turn on the TV. It's mid episode. He opens the box and. Oh, it was Daniel Tiger. It doesn't matter. But he's like, what's in the box? And I'm like, I don't know, fucking a ball or some dumb shit. It was socks. Like it was pairs of socks. I know that doesn't, they, they never sound that great in the retelling. But in the feeling, you're like, just these little breadcrumbs of like, oh, mm,
1: yeah. I kind of feel
0: in a flow or whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah. And those psychic things can feel that yeah, way.
1: Yeah, well. yeah. So I'm open to all sorts of bullshit. Yeah, that like that. I like it.
0: And me too. I think it's, it's like the attitude of magic. We've also said on the show, it's like you can be that for other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. if I'm bad example, I pay for your meal. Mm -hmm. Like in that moment, I'm the universe winking at you. You know what I mean? Like you become an agent of those types of feelings for other people. And then they're real in the same way that I make Santa Claus real to my daughter. I eat the cookies. Uh, The joke was uh, Santa Israel. I pee out of his dick like he's me. Do you Does that make sense? Yeah, like Santa isn't real, but I'm Santa, so mm-hmm. Santa is real.
1: Mm, yeah. Also
0: not. It's both.
1: Yeah, I get it.
0: Have you ever almost died?
1: Probably. I mean. I mean, yeah, I've been in some close situations. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've almost died, but I mean. No what's riptides. The most?
0: Nobody pulling oh, you out of traffic.
1: Oh no! I've been in some riptides. No black
0: diamonds riptides. Oh, you've been pulled away from the shore
1: uh yes yeah I have been Mm. scary scary who saved you Jude Law I saved myself oh nice
0: your inner Jude Law
1: I was in Hawaii on the north shore on Oahu with my sister and we got in the water and we shouldn't have gotten the water and we got swept out and then the lifeguards were all on the beach screaming at us for to come in and she and I were trying to help each other in but we grew up on Martha's Vineyard which has in our opinion had pretty big waves and we thought we knew what we were doing and then uh We were trying to help each other and then finally I was like, everyone on their own Oh my (laughs) god. And I separated from my sister and just fucking swam, you know? And she and I both swam and got in and we're like for coming out. I mean, we were wrecked. And uh, and it was so funny. Shauna's like, "Thanks a lot." I was like, "Listen, we, we're not going to get get in together, holding on to each other." That's
0: true, probably um,
1: true. But I was definitely going to save myself at that point. <laughs> this
0: is why ayahuasca was like, "We got to talk to this lady."
1: Yeah, exactly. That's why she's been holding that grudge for fucking ever. <laughs> what a great answer! Yeah.
0: Although most people drown if someone tries to save yeah, another person we, drowning, and we both survived, both so
1: that was a victory.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. A lot of times, if a If a lifeguard is trying to save someone who's drowning and they're pulling them under, the move is to to hold them underwater until they pass out. Don't anybody try that, but that's what I've been told. Oh, I hadn't heard that one. Because they'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) They'll kill you, yeah.
1: I think you're supposed to also hold them. them. (laughs) They're supposed to have them swim on your arm. So you have one arm out and you swim the other arm. And that way they're holding onto your arm instead of your body. Ah. when you save somebody in the water. That's the last I heard.
0: Okay, real tip. Mine was just from like nineteen. No, yours is to commit
1: a homicide. Yeah, kill em. So that's <laughs> fucked up.
0: <laughs> okay, here we're at the spirit. This was such a day off for me, I gotta say. <laughs> what a, What a thrill. I'm looking at my notes just to make sure I didn't miss anything, but I absolutely didn't because you're a delight. Nipples, by the way, was just... You said in an in interview, why can boys show their nipples and girls? We don't have to talk about it.
1: Well, yeah. You, it's back you mean, to the mother... Boys sh- yeah, the it's just not fair.
0: angel whore thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? M- the, we, Madonna. The Madonna, yeah. Yeah. Sex worker.
1: As Sarah Selverman said, uh, Selverman is how she likes to pronounce her last yeah, name, Yeah, I've known that. said that women can provide life with our breasts, yeah. and now, and, but we're still getting punished for it. You know, they just passed a law in Missouri that you can't, in the state legislation, that they can't wear, uh, women can't wear short sleeves. They have to wear suits really yeah they're not allowed to show any skin oh that's in the state of missouri so wow. i'm headed straight to dc after this
0: i'm heading straight to missouri yeah love some sleeve <laughs> nothing gets me that's how we reverse it by the way Is <laughs> if i'm like nothing gets me hornier than sleeve than like Ms- just start that, missouri, that yeah and be like sleeves sleeve in,
1: missouri. Yeah. <laughs> <Or sleeveless laughs> in missouri yeah or sleeveless in missouri sleeveless
0: in missouri yeah tom hanks
1: thought it's a good one we can do that okay do all it all
0: right I feel like between the two of us, you're gonna make that happen before I will.
1: Well, thanks for having me. You're I very mean, welcome. it's just, just great.
0: We didn't talk about God. That was the last thing we okay. sort of touched sure. on, it. and I'm really glad that you feel good and I feel great too. But you, you we already teased it, so we don't have to go on and on. But I, I'm curious. Here's here's our way in fresh. Mm. Do you think death is the end?
1: Mm, Yeah, I mean, I think that energy, you know, transforms into something else. I don't think, I mean, again... Can I say there's
0: a precedent for that? I've been trying to do this on stage. It's like, you die, you go into nothing. But don't forget that the universe erupted out of nothing. Mm -hmm. So like, don't be afraid of nothing. Mm
1: Because at the end,
0: except when it's the beginning does that make sense
1: well no not really but i think that well
0: then let me say it three more times i think
1: that yeah i think it's whatever you believe in it's nice to have an open mind so that just in case you know i think there's something mystical there too that i can't put my finger on but i definitely have a a very um close uh, relationship with my mother who's dead more so than when she was alive like Uh i know when she's on me or around me yeah and i feel her so i know that's that on you like, her energy's on me. Like, I could see if... I could feel her, like...
0: Holding your arm as you near rescue me. her in the
1: ocean. <laughs> near me. No, she's never... Yes. She's, like, like this... But it's an energetic thing. And the yeah. more tapped in I got, got to it, the more I believe it. Mm. So I believe in that. But, I mean, who fucking knows? Whatever. Yeah, I'm going to hope that that we transform. I don't want to come back again. <laughs> I don't want to... Yeah. not into reincarnation. Yeah. Like, God, yeah. oh, this was yeah. a really good life. I'd rather not come back and not... Have this kind of life.
0: Uh, Dan, Dan <laughs> yeah, and have Natterman. to go to
1: and have to go to war or something. You sure. know what I mean?
0: Well, Dan Natterman had a great bit about that where he's like, "I don't want to be reincarnated. What are the chances I'll be born in America again?" Yeah, and I right. was like, "That's it, it's very funny." I mean, it's sort of what you're saying. Yeah. So you're open, not too worried about it. it you know, Eckhart figured it out here. Is that something?
1: I feel like it's important to respect every the idea of all of it being a possibility and to respect the fact that you're not here for yourself by yourself, to be really conscientious and mindful of others, to really be able to be like kind of a beacon of light to a lot of people, mm. especially when people are in like arrears or having a bad time. Like I really like to show up for people when they need it so that they feel like seen and yeah. like loved. And I feel like when you focus on doing those things and your intention is really coming from a loving place, then the whole fucking world is opens up to you. Agree. Then you can be great at your stand up, You can be great at your TV show. You can be great at hosting, whatever the, whatever it is you're yeah. into yeah. when you're acting in love and like kindness, like everything kind of comes together and an, an easy, Easier way, life becomes easier.
0: Yeah, staying in touch with that that kinship, that yeah. shared love that yeah. we all have. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, and this isn't the last thing I want to say, but that's what you're doing here today. It's, it's so nice that you've shown up to this. Oh, I really appreciate thanks. It. Yeah, you're not um, phoning it in. This is the last. I feel question. like
1: you're phoning it in a I am. little bit, though.
0: But I'm very good
1: at phoning meaning, it in. Yeah, meaning
0: me phoning it in is is better than
1: a most lot of people, people yeah. really preparing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: if I was really at it, I'd be speaking in Latin. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how it could be better. My riff was I'd speak in Latin because I think I'm so good. That would be the only way to mm-hmm. improve. Do
1: you speak Latin?
0: E pluribus.
1: Mm. Oh unum. Yeah. There we are. Okay.
0: I just say e pluribus because everyone knows. Yeah. Unum understood. Okay. Here's the last question. Um that everybody gets. Can you think of A time in your life that you laughed really, 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 really hard. And here's because it's a pressure question, but it's not. It actually isn't. It doesn't have to be a great story. I have Uh, an answer. Okay, great.
1: Um, You're the
0: first person to stop me by the
1: way (laughs) We came home from the limelight We used to go to the limelight in New York City I lived in New Jersey We would take acid and we would drive back from the limelight And I was always the one who had to drive through the tunnel Because I was the most together out of my friends (laughs) And we were driving back It was like 4.30 in the morning uh, And we had our SATs And my friend and I sat SATs on LSTs? uh, Yes, there you go and we went to the school and I was like, we have to take our SATs on acid. Like this is fucked up. up.
0: And we went up. in
1: and I put my name down. At that time, SATs were like 1600, right? Like, yep. so you got like 200 points for writing your name. And I wrote my name and my girlfriend was across for me. We had sat outside the school cause we got home at like 5.30 in the morning but we couldn't go home cause we were so fucked up. But we had to take our SATs and it wasn't until like 7.30, 8 o'clock that it started. So we sat outside Livingston High School and just were smoking joint after joint after joint, trying to come down from the acid. And we go in and we take the test. I tried to take the test and I write my name down. And I'm just was like, well, that's it. You know, like, I, this isn't gonna work. I can't take a test. And I put my pencil down and just looked at my friend and at, you know, in the same moment, we both just lost it. like oh. what are we doing? like no we're not gonna take this test right now, but we both went in there like, we can do this, no oh. problem, you know Th-
0: these weed joints will help and us then take we, it. <laughs> we
1: got we got kicked out of class and we were laughing so hard that I was holding my vagina as she was kicking me out of the class, like the proctor, cause it was like a Saturday morning of course. and they were kicking us out and like, you can't be here. You know, you girls are fucked up or whatever. They were going to call our parents, but we were like, no, 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 we're not. We're fine. We're fine. But as the girls, we were being removed from the class. Like I remember holding my vagina over my jeans and just urine <laughs> coming into my hands And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to urinate in front of everyone on the morning of the SATs because I'm on acid. I was like, you can, and I remember saying, you cannot pee your pants. And so my friend, I was like, if you laugh again, it's coming out, right? And I just looked at my friend, I go, French fries, French fries from McDonald's. There's nothing funny about that. That's what I need to think about. And that's what I just, from that moment on, anytime I get the giggles and I can't control myself, which is a great fucking feeling, Yes, but I have to, like if you're in church, you know, the circumstances are high. Yes, I always just think McDonald's French fries, there's nothing funny about it. And that's how I stop laughing. I mean, they're delicious, but they're not funny.
0: There's something funny about the way they spring out. It sort of looks like Adam I mean, the original
1: French fry, the best French fry there is, McDonald's. I mean. And Wendy's. They, they have use... their
0: own special potato that's super long. That's why they're so long.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. They I also like... don't go bad.
1: Oh, okay. So. Oh, they don't?
0: Are you one of those rich people that still fucks with McDonald's?
1: No. Okay. No, no. I don't fuck with McDonald's, but I will fuck with Wendy's on the way home. Really? Yeah, I'll get some, a six-piece chicken nugget. Really? Yeah, I like those.
0: Isn't that like a pressed meat? Isn't it like 30,000 it... chickens pressed?
1: I mean, it's disgusting. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Well,
0: this is awkward because everyone has to go to com slash weird for 10%. I'm
1: going to be there. <laughs> I kidding. mean, when this is live, I want to... I mean, when this podcast comes out, I'm just going to be at the Wendy's all day that day.
0: For a meet and greet. Yeah. M-E-A-T.
1: Yeah, I love a meet and greet. I love meet and greets.
0: Chelsea, I want to give you every compliment.
1: <laughs> you delight. You don't have to. you
0: heartfelt, you're fun, <laughs> day off. And you're also... I just want to say like... You're incredibly high processing. Like you, like you, like you should get your brain scanned or
1: something. Oh, high processing. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Like processed meat? Yeah. Thank you. You're six p. Am I a chicken there. Oh my god! Thank you.
0: You're total nugs, and I mean that is
1: like <laughs> such a compliment because
0: you're so high processed.
1: Thank you. Just
0: brilliant. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. We have the guests say keep it crispy. It doesn't mean anything. It's not a trick. But would you say keep it crispy? Yeah. Say goodbye.
1: Keep it crispy. <laughs> Bye. Bye.